Jairadha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jairadha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunati Ravana Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Raja Jana Ranjana Jashodanandana Raja Jana Ranjana Yamunati Ravana Chari
Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjavihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjavihari Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hari 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 Rama Hari Rama Hari Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, 
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare. Jaya Radha, Kalachanji Radha, Kalachanji Radhe, Jaya Radha. Jaya Radha, Kalachanji Radha, Kalachanji Radhe. Jaya Radha, Govinda Radha, Govinda Radhe, Jaya Radha. Jaya Radha, Govinda Radha, Govinda Sri Radhe, Jaya Radha. Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Baladeva Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jagannath Swami Nayana Patagami Nayana Patagami Bhavatu me Jagannath Swami Jagannath Swami Nayana Patagami Nayana Patagami Bhavatu me Jagannath Nayana Patagami Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Baladeva Jaya Subhadra Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Panchatattva Jaya Goranitai, Goranitai, Goranitai Jaya, Goranitai Jaya. Jaya Goranitai Jaya, 
Gauranitai, Gauranitai Jaya, Gauranitai Jaya. Jaya Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Acharya Thakur Jaya Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Srila Bhakti Vedanta Srila Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Gurudev 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 Jaya Jaya Gurudev Jaya Jaya Gurudev Jaya Jaya Om Vishapad Pramansaprivraj Gicharja Stotarasta Shishimad His Divine Grace Shilabhaya Charanarvindam Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Iskon founder of charge of BBT founder of charge of Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai Iskon Guru Brinda Ki Jai. Jai Grantaraj Srimad Bhakta Mahapurana Ki Jai. Jai Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Jai Srimad Bhagavad Gita Tharupa Ki Jai. Jai Bulo Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. Jai the Holy Appearance Day of Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja Ki Jai, 
Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja Mahatsava ki jai, Sri Gora Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Nitai Gora Pemanandi Hari Hari Bol. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Sri Sri Guru and Gauranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> Hare Krishna. So thank you all so very much for attending today's wonderful festival of the 125th appearance of His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. <clears throat> so it's uh, very befitting that uh, after the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead appears the Supreme Personality of Servitor Godhead, because Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Srila Prabhupada is his very, very intimate servant. Actually, a very wonderful story is told of how Srila Prabhupada uh, was asked by Krishna to come to the material world so that uh, his message can be understood properly, uh, Krishna's message can be understood properly, and people can become fully Krishna conscious very nicely. But Prabhupada did not want to do that. And if you see the painting on the other side where Krishna is sitting with his friends uh, having a picnic, so Krishna invited Prabhupada to the picnic. He would be there because Prabhupada is a very close uh, devotee in the spiritual world of, of Krishna. He invited him to the picnic and would just say to him, do you really love me? And uh, Prabhupada said, of course, Krishna. There is nobody in my life but you. You are the most important person. Everything is about you. You are everything to me. You are everyone to me, like that. So Krishna would say, oh, that's very nice. So then he would, the next picnic also, do the same thing again with Prabhupada. You know, he would nudge Prabhupada's hand like that and say, do you really, really love me? And uh, so, so Prabhupada, like this, number of picnics would go by like this, and Prabhupada, uh, was becoming little, you know, thinking, why is Krishna questioning whether I love him? Because there's no doubt that I love him. And then, so, uh, then after a number of picnics, Prabhupada, Krishna again would nudge him again and say, so, uh, if I ask you to do something, will you do it for me? <laughs> and Prabhupada said, of course, my life is yours. I'll die for you. You tell me, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything for you. And within my capacity, whatever you Bless me to do, I will definitely do it. So like this, a number of picnics went by again. Krishna asking if she's going to do. And Prabhupada, yes, 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 for certain. So then, then, and then another set of picnics, Krishna would tell Prabhupada, you know, when I went to the material world, I went to planet Earth, and I gave my pastimes there, rendered my pastimes there, and there were so amazing people were just blown away by these pastimes, you know. Just like some of the pastimes we read yesterday, uh, we spoke about yesterday. I'm just amazing, amazing pastimes what Krishna would do and his devotees are doing. And he said, you know, but somehow after a few hundred years, they forgot it. It's like they gave up. They didn't continue the practice of Krishna consciousness. The world started going back to its old ways again. And I came to actually encourage my devotees to come back home again and uh, 
to get rid of the atheists who were uh, blocking Krishna consciousness, who were trying to stop Krishna consciousness. And still it stopped. So then I decided I better go back again in the form of my own devotee. So I came as Goranga Mahaprabhu. And again, I excited. The whole world was amazed. They were thrilled and everything. And then again, after a few hundred years, again, same thing. The world went back to its old ways. First thinking, what to do? I went there myself twice. And it didn't happen. What I wanted to happen did not happen. He said, uh, I mean, isn't that amazing? And Prabhupada said, yes. And so like that, they would talk about that. And Prabhupada said, yeah, the people of the material world are so fallen. They're so fallen that uh, you went how many times? You, This is like you went 15,000 and first time, right? Yeah, 15,001 times I came. Every day of Brahma I came. And I went to say, Goranga Mahaprabhu. Look at them. They're still there. They're trying to enjoy material life. And Prabhupada would say, oh, it's so, they're so fallen, they're so unfortunate, people's world is so unfortunate. Then after a number of picnics like that of discussion, then Krishna Nath Prabhupada said, can you do me a big favor? I said, yeah, tell me what favor. So I want you to go to the material world and I want you to spread Krishna consciousness. Because you'll do a much better job. I know you'll do a great job. Prabhupada said, no way. No way I'm going to the material world. So that discussion would go on and Krishna would say, please go. And he said, no way, I'm not going. Krishna, why? Because your Maya is too strong. I will go there and then I'll get caught in Maya too and then I'll be one of the same material world Vasis, you know. I'll be stuck there for so many lifetimes. I'll be stuck in the material world. Thank you very much. I'm, please give me some service, other service. I'm very, it is service you give me. Not, don't talk about going to the material world. Krishna, again and again, picnic after picnic, asking Prabhupada, please, 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 I really, really, really want you to go. Prabhupada, no, no, I'm not going. Under no circumstance I'm going to the material world. Then, after another picnics like that, then Krishna said, okay, I make you a deal. I cut you a deal. You know? Prabhupada said, sure, I'll give me a deal, but I'll cut you a deal too. You know? The deal goes both ways, right? So you cut me a deal, I'm going to cut you a deal too. Okay, so what's your deal? So Krishna says to Prabhupada, just go and drop your books and come back. Just drop your books and come back. That much, please, you do for me. Prabhupada said, okay, that sounds like a fair proposition. You know, but I have a deal too. My side of the deal too. So what's your side of the deal? He said, when I'm there in the material world, your Maya will not touch me. Your Maya comes after me, I am done. You know, she's a very powerful devotee, I'm not going to be able to defeat her, and I'll be done. So please, this is my part of the deal. So Krishna said, okay, Tathastu. Okay, your Maya, my Maya will not touch you, and you please go to the material world. This is how Prabhupada came to the material world. And this is why Srila Prabhupada's books are the most important part of uh, our culture. And even more, an equally important part, you might say even more important part, are the devotees. Because the devotees embody the instructions in the book. They live the instructions in the books. They set the example that others may follow and become Krishna conscious like that. So today, we rededicate ourselves to the mission of Krishna, to the mission of Goranga Mahaprabhu, 
which is the same mission of uh, Rupa Goswami and the same mission of Srila Prabhupada. So we are Rupa Nugas and we are Prabhupada Nugas. We follow Srila Prabhupada, Hare Krishna Mahaji, we follow Srila uh, Prabhupada very, very nicely with that mood, this mood that Srila Prabhupada describes that many people talk about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and they analyze who is God, why is he God, and then when they know he is God, okay, I will worship him, I will serve him because he is God. Prabhupada said that is not our mood. Our mood is Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and we love him completely. We are completely in love with him and everything we will do is to increase our love for him and express our love to him. And then if we love him like that, then everything will be first class. Everything will work out very, very nicely. So this is actually our mood. And particularly now, we're going through this period of the pandemic. We can see how many people are suffering in this world. And the answer is not going to be, who is God? The answer is not going to be, please turn to God and pray to God now that you're suffering. That is not the answer. Because what will happen if they pray to God and uh, from their suffering? Maybe their suffering will go away, right? Then what will happen again? Back to square one. You don't need God anymore now. I'm fine. This is not our process. Our process is to love, genuinely love Krishna. To genuinely love Krishna's uh, associates, Krishna's followers. To genuinely love. And that genuine love is going to be eternal. It will become eternal. Why? We'll practice it and we'll understand that it gives us the highest pleasure. So, I was not able to come to the early part for darshan and, and other things because uh, I was offering Srila Prabhupada this Vyas Puja book. This is the Vyas Puja book for this year. So, I was offering it to him upstairs in his quarters. Srila uh, Krishna Maharaj said that actually he is still present here at the Dallas Temple and he is running the whole show from there. So please, always go and serve him there. And So I do that. And now I have a team of devotees who are actually doing that. Otherwise, for many, many years, for a good uh, 10, maybe 12 years, I was uh, waking up Srila Prabhupada every day upstairs and putting him to rest every day upstairs. Then I realized that other devotees should have that benefit as well. So I spoke to um, uh, Govinda Prabhu and... Uh, asked him if he would start organizing the service upstairs, and so he's been doing it very wonderfully. So I went this morning, and who did the service this morning up there? You did. So you have the Vyas Puja book, right? For last year, 2021? Yeah, it's actually my book. I just want to know if I get these books and give that. All right. Jai Srila Prabhupada's Vyas Puja Ki Jai. So I'm going to read uh, from Srila Prabhupada's Vyas Puja book this year, and particularly... The offerings are really, really very, very sweet because it's the 125th anniversary and also uh, devotees were being locked down all over the world. They're going through lockdowns and this, that and the other, you know. So they're not able to so much uh, go out in public and things like that. So, you know, it became very different for in terms of the Krishna conscious experience. So they wrote very wonderful offerings in that, situ- in that, in that uh, situation. And I'm going to uh, read today the introduction and uh, a, the meaning of, Shri, of Vyasa Puja. Put my glasses on.
to put the mask down a little bit so that the glass doesn't fog up and my glass keeps fogging up. Okay. This is the introduction. In this 53rd annual Vyasa Puja book, some of the prominent themes include honoring the 125th anniversary of Srila Prabhupada's appearance, the challenges and triumphs that ISKCON has experienced in the midst of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and the urgent need to always keep Srila Prabhupada's mood and mission in the forefront of our consciousness as ISKCON continues to transition to a new generation of leadership. This is the first Vyasa Puja book since 1988 without an homage from His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami, who succumbed to COVID-19 in July of last year, meaning July of this year, actually. Since the homages, last year because it's changing, the year changes when Srila Prabhupada appears. Since the homages are submitted, submitted from January to May, the 2020 book contained his last offering. And in honor of this extraordinary devotee who was so dear to Srila Prabhupada and to thousands of devotees in ISKCON, we reproduce the offering here. This is Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj's offering. Jai. Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Dear Srila Prabhupada, please accept my most humble obeisances Unto the divine, unto your divine lotus feet. As I am trying to compose my Vyasa Puja offering, I cannot help but reflect on the world situation today. The whole world is in the grip of intense fear caused by a pandemic, and practically everything has come to a standstill. The whole of India is in a lockdown, and no one is allowed to go out of his house. For the first time in history, all the places of worship, temples, mosques, churches and synagogues, have been shut down. No one could have ever imagined that such a situation would arise. Nevertheless, I can see the foresight of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Knowing that such a situation would arise, when no one would be able to go to the temple to see the deities of the Lord and worship Him, he gave us the process of chanting his holy name. At a time like this, I also wonder whether this is his divine arrangement to force the world to surrender unto him and accept the process of congregational chanting. After all, he sent you to fulfill his prediction. And very systematically, you have made all the arrangements by creating the institution of ISKCON and training an army of dedicated devotees worldwide, an army that is marching toward, that is marching forward, equipped with the most powerful weapons of your books to defeat the misdirected atheistic civilization of this world. On this auspicious day of your Vyasa Puja, please bless us so that we may become valiant warriors in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's army and fight against the enemy that has vitiated the whole world with sinful activities. Please lead us as your glorious, as your, as our glorious general to lay siege 
to meat eating, intoxication, illicit sex, and gambling. Under your divine leadership, we are confident that victory will be ours, that we will defeat the eternal enemy of this world, which corrupts everyone's mind with the poison of atheism. Once again, under your expert guidance, let us establish the kingdom of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in this world. When we have a pure devotee like you to lead us, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead with us, then who can ever doubt our victory? Who can ever doubt that the ominous influence of Kali will be defeated, and that absolute peace and ultimate prosperity will prevail again? Bringing the spiritual world down to this beautiful planet of ours. Your humble servant eternally, Bhakti Charuswai Maharaj Ki Jai. The introduction continues. We're sure Bhakti Charuswami, certainly one of Srila Prabhupada's foremost valiant warriors, is with him now, helping to spread the rays of Lord Chaitanya's benediction moon. Anuttama Prabhu has submitted a heartfelt offering in which he calls upon all sincere devotees to read or reread Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita and enrich their understanding of Srila Prabhupada's personality and the austerities he underwent to bring us Krishna consciousness. This is an excerpt. This is Anuttama Prabhu's offering, part of his offering. By hearing about you from proper sources, we better comprehend the challenges you faced, the decisions you made, the considerations you weighed in making your choices. Not that we just recite as if memorized. Quote, Prabhupada had two heart attacks on the ship and he didn't have much money in New York City. And he fought for the Jew temple and he published lots of books and he opened a lot of temples and it all came out okay. And that was his wonderful Leela, Jai Prabhupada, close quote. That is simply not enough. We need to know more. We need to know that you didn't, quote, have, unquote, two heart attacks. You suffered two heart attacks. You didn't just face some abstract obstacles. You sometimes went hungry because of lack of money as you pushed on your mission. In later years, out of anxiety, you couldn't sleep many nights as you worried about the problems your movement faced. You cried sometimes when reunited with disciples who had left you. You laughed and told jokes that left disciples bursting with laughter. You were excited by new challenges. Your eyes twinkled when teasing your disciples and their children. And he became angry at, but never envious of those who were too proud or who offended the Lord. In short, we need to understand that you are not a silent murti sitting on your vyasasana. You are an awe-inspiring person, a person who demonstrated love and hurt and humor and enthusiasm against unbelievable odds. And every other human 
and transcendental emotion. You faced every type of obstacle we will ever face and more. You showed us how to live in faith and hope and joy. Then the introduction continues. I would like to thank Kishore Devidasi again, providing substantial help with editing the offerings this year. So then I'm going to read about the meaning of Yas Puja. So from this we can see how difficult it was for Srila Prabhupada to establish this movement and spread this movement. Now we all have problems in our lives and sometimes those problems are very, very uh, powerful. They're very big. They're, They're so big that they almost knock us out. They almost give us no opportunity to continue even as a human being or to speak about Krishna consciousness. But here we can see Prabhupada faced those things and more than that. And what did he do? He chanted Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And then he actually served the devotees. He took care of the devotees. So very nicely we can see when some devotee would leave and come back again, he would hug them and cry. So happy to see them again. He gave so much value to the devotees. And this is something we cannot afford to lose in our movement. We cannot afford to devalue our devotees. Devotees are the most important. Krishna never becomes happy if any of his devotees is unhappy. He loves all of his devotees completely. For those of us who are parents, we understand this. We love all of our children completely. Any child becomes unhappy, the parent is not going to be happy. So these are some very important messages that we are getting. And so in the meaning of Yas Puja, this was brought out very nicely also by Her Grace uh, Jagatarini uh, Mataji. She writes the meaning of this Yas Puja. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells us that he is present everywhere in the form of time and that by time's power alone, everyone and everything is destroyed. The influence of time is so subtle that we feel it as change. Changes we desire and changes we hate at every moment. So time, which is Krishna himself, may appear to be a ruthless dictator. Quote, time is destruction and all manifestations are to be vanquished by the desire of the Supreme Lord. That is the law of nature. Close quotes. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 11, text 32, purport. As long as we have the intention to dominate matter, as long as we want power and control, we are subject to creation and destruction under the superior power of God. However, For those who are searching for truth and happiness beyond the desire to exploit matter, there is a different plan. Throughout history, such persons have been advised to seek the help of saints. We must seek the help of devotees. When a saintly Vaishnava appears in this world, we never want to forget him. Although outwardly such saints come under the jurisdiction of time, inwardly they do not. This is a very important instruction in Krishna consciousness. To be Krishna consciousness, we should follow the Hindu, Hindi aphorism, Antar Nishtha, 
Bahir Lok Vyahar. Antarnishtha means internally we must be 100% pure Krishna consciousness. Externally, we have to deal with the world. And therefore, there will be some mixing going on. But internally, there is no mixing. I am Krishna's, Krishna is mine. At every moment of my life, past, present and future, I am showing some form of love to Krishna. I am expressing some love to Krishna. I am serving Krishna. We can always chant internally. We can always pray internally. We can always talk to Krishna internally. There's so many things we can do internally that we're always with Krishna. And there is a wonderful example given by Srila Prabhupada that we should know. This is a very wonderful example. Once he was giving a very big program in Cross Maidan in Mumbai. And more than 20,000 people were listening to his program. So after the program was over, one Hindu gentleman came to the dais where Prabhupada was sitting and paid his obeisances and and, and he heard Prabhupada was talking about finances at the temple. Please make sure that every penny is counted properly, should be noted like this. He was giving advice to his disciples. So this gentleman put his hand up and he said, Prabhupada, why are you talking money? You are sadhu. Sadhu talks Krishna consciousness. Money you leave to us. You don't talk money. So Prabhupada said, okay, please come and sit behind me. And put your ear to my, to my, uh, my back. So this man, he went and he sat behind Prabhupada. In this back of Prabhupada, he put his ear to Prabhupada's back like that. And Prabhupada continued talking about finances, this, that, and the other, you know, or practical matters, how to manage a temple nicely. So while that is going on, this gentleman is hearing, and so then he put his head up, and he came to the front of Prabhupada, paid his obeisances, and, and then ran away. So the devotee said, what happened? He had his head at the back, Prabhupada, came out, paid his obeisances, and ran away. Then he went back into the crowd. So some of the devotees, one of the devotees went after him. What happened? Something happened? And he said, no, he said, when I put my ear to his back, all I heard was, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Like that. That's what I heard. He's speaking about administrative topics to his disciple, but inside he's chanting Hare Krishna all the time. This is Antarnishta. See? Now we may not be able to chant Hare Krishna inside like that. Prabhupada, a very special devotee. He came from the spiritual world to drop his books. We didn't come from the spiritual world to drop our books. We came from spiritual world to run away from Krishna, to enjoy separately from Krishna. We are rascals. And we've been here for millions of lifetimes, billions of lifetimes. But we can at least think about Krishna, no? Internally. We can talk to Krishna a little internally. We can develop that habit. If you do that, then internally you will remain, we will remain fixed. Externally, whatever will happen, who cares? It's the material world. What do you expect in the material world? Material world is Dukhalaya. Means it's a place of misery. Kaler Doshni Rajan. 
It's full of faults. It's an ocean of faults. Just like you go to the ocean, it's filled with water. You can't complain. Why there is so much water here? Well, that is the material, it's the ocean. It's going to be filled with water. What else do you expect there? You see? So like this, this is very important instruction for us that's being given here. So, then it continues. The Vedic tradition, recognizing the importance of these saints, has have instituted guru worship to be performed annually by disciples on Guru Purnima, which falls just before the first month of Chaturmasya. Sannyasis, who were meant to lead society to their ideal example, by their ideal example, were also to worship their gurus and their parampara on their own birthday, along with worshipping Srila Vyasadeva on Guru Purnima. Thus, the Vedic culture, being the most comprehensive spiritual tradition known to humankind, established Vyasa Puja in ancient times and insisted that anyone desiring freedom from the tyranny of time, accept the principle of serving and worshipping their spiritual master. This ancient, ancient institution of Guru Puja was also meant to keep saints alive and present long into the future. We, members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, are fortunate to have been requested by Srila Prabhupada not only to perform annual worship of our founder Acharya, but to keep him firmly present in our lives through daily worship as well. Sometimes, in the midst of our busy lives, in this passionate world, we overlook the significance of our debt that we owe Srila Prabhupada. Yet, it is a fact that each of us, every one of us, whether his initiated disciple, grand disciple, or great-grand disciple, lives within the shelter he established for us. In that shelter, we are safe to serve, practice our sadhana, and express our personal faith. Because we get knowledge, this is Prabhupada in a lecture on 11th July 1974 in Los Angeles. Because we get knowledge, Vedic knowledge, from the rishis, we must be debtor, gururna, Data to the spiritual master, to the sages, to the saintly persons. Because we are getting knowledge from them. Therefore, the Vyasa Puja is there. Once in a year, the disciples are worshipping the spiritual master and trying to repay what he has received from the spiritual master. Our relationship with God is a fact. So this is Vyasa Puja. We are trying to repay Srila Prabhupada for all that is done to us and, and Prabhupada sitting on the Vyasa Puja uh, is, uh, on the Vyasasan is actually Prabhupada in person. How many times we've heard people say they prayed to him, that gentleman was sitting and he answered our prayers. He spoke to us. And many of these people who say that don't know anything about him. They thought he was actually sitting there and they prayed to him. Like this. So it's very important. I remember one lady at one time, she would come every day to the samadhi of the Krishna Maharaj and pray to him. And she'd pray in Spanish and very animated and she'd pray, pray, pray and then she'd go away. So 
So one day one of the devotees asked her, what are you doing? She said, you know, he takes care of me. He tells me what to do. And my life is very nice. Since my life became very nice, I come every day to pray to him and talk to him. And I tell him and he tells me, how many of us as disciples, as devotees, experience this? Why we don't experience it is because we're too analytical. We analyze too much. Oh, it has to be like this, has to be like that. We're not childlike. Childlike people, they don't try to analyze. They just love. The child does not analyze. This is my father. Father means one who, uh, you know, associated with my mother and then I was born of my mother. It took nine months to come out. The child is not thinking like that, right? Child is thinking, it is my father, I love my father, I love my mother, and then he's always doing things, everything with the father and mother, to be very happy. Now we are doing everything with our father and mother in spiritual life to make the father and mother happy. Because the child is learning, right? But we should have learned that much. That we are here to please Krishna, to please the Acharya. And everything we do should for that purpose. And if you do it only for that purpose, our life is fully successful. Whether we are GBC, whether we are sannyasi, whether we are temple president, we are XYZ, or whatever we are, we are nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nobody even knows us that I'm even in Krishna consciousness. There are a lot of people out there who are Krishna conscious. They do not come to the temple. They do not identify with the Hare Krishna movement. But they have read Prabhupada's books and they have become Krishna conscious. And Prabhupada is talking to them. Kalachanji is talking to them. Why? Because they're simple-hearted. They simply want to love. And they're expressing their love. And Krishna is accepting the love. Krishna says, I will accept even a drop of water, a leaf, a flower. Why? Because it's offered with love and devotion. Simple-hearted. Prabhupada said, Krishna consciousness is not easy. But it is simple for the simple-hearted. We must learn to do this as devotees. Otherwise, we'll make our movement too complicated. And then it'll become one more mundane religious movement. Just like so many movements that are mundane religious movements. Why God is there in their life? So that God can make them happy. God can make them rich. God can make them educated. God can have nice, make them have nice children. And they will become great people. And their generations will be known as great people. These are not the purpose of religion at all. Purpose of religion is to love Krishna. And to love Krishna's devotees. To love Krishna's creation. This is why Bhakti Charu Maharaj ended by saying this beautiful world. Otherwise, how can he call this the beautiful world? Why is he as beautiful world? Because it is Krishna's. Krishna came on this planet. His feet touched this planet. This planet became the most beautiful. Anything Krishna touches becomes best. So obviously he's touched the devotees, right? So they must be the best too. It's a very important theme this year, 125th year. We must, must, must love our devotees. Because this will spring forth our movement into the future in a very powerful way. Stop judging devotees. Stop thinking, oh, this devotee didn't do this. This devotee didn't do that. This devotee is like this. This devotee is like that. Don't do that. If you do that, you will not go back to Godhead. Then you will wait for 15,002 visit of Lord Chaitanya, which is another 8,640,000,000 years minus 500 years from now. 
You want to wait that long? That is foolish to wait that long. Do not offend devotees. Do not think of devotees in negative terms. Now, some of us administrators have to deal with devotees, sometimes because devotees misbehave. Let us handle it. We have very smart people who are advising us, who are helping us. We are praying to Kalachanji, we are praying to Prabhupada, and we are doing things according to what they tell us to do. We are not doing things from our own mind. Our own personal mind is worth nothing. It is limited. How can it understand something unlimited? But these personalities, Krishna, Acharya, they know unlimited. So they advise from the point of view of unlimited. That becomes correct. Then even if you uh, crucify the leader who is doing that, the leader will not feel crucified. The leader will be happy. The leader will know. So they crucified me. What's the big deal? It's the material world. To get crucified is natural in the material world. I should not worry about that. I should continue to love Krishna. Look at Jesus, right? When he was being crucified and the spear was going through his heart, what did he say? Oh Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had no envy towards the person who was putting the spear through his heart. When somebody puts a little needle to our hand, we hate the person. We think, I want to hit you. I'm going to kill you. You hurt me? How dare you do that? Look at the difference between Lord Jesus and our behavior. Look at the difference between Prabhupada's behavior, who was insulted many times by his own disciples, by other leaders. Many times he was insulted. Some of them even decided to start a movement in competition with him. What did he do? He blessed them. Tathastu, please. Please start another movement. But please do one thing. Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. This is real Acharya. He is not concerned. Someone wants to start his own movement, wants to start his own passing stool, whatever he might want to do. No difference, right? Just chant Hare Krishna, everything will be and serve the devotees. Because the devotees are servants of the holy name. Krishna is never separated from his devotees. Krishna is never separated from his servants. So how wonderful these instructions are, right? Then he continues. We heard Srila Prabhupada speak on numerous occasions about the purpose of his ISKCON Krishna conscious movement. He never failed to warn us about the dangerous position in which we find ourselves in this world, which is fast entering the ignorance of Kali Yuga. Because, you see, when the Yugas change, 10% of the Yuga still has the effect of the previous Yuga. This Yuga is going to last 432,000 years. So for 43,200 years is the first 10% of this Kali Yuga. So some effect of the previous Yuga is going to be there. After that will be full Kali Yuga. And it will be very nasty after that. Literally, it is said, nobody will live more than 30 years of age. People will be so short that even to break an eggplant, they'll have to bring a ladder to climb up the eggplant tree to break the eggplant. They'll always be so stressed. When the baby comes out of the mother, the father and mother will eat the baby because they don't have food to eat. This type of nonsense is Kaliuga. This is what we're going towards. This pandemic is nothing compared to what Kali Yuga will be like. So this is very important understanding for us. Please be very careful. This is now the time to prepare. 
to prepare to do two things. One is, and to, and to do, reach out to others, serve them, help them also come to this understanding. Help them get out of this mess also. And ourselves internally become completely fixed. Antarnishta, completely fixed. Only Krishna, full Krishna consciousness. We detest the material world. We have nothing to do with material world. We're not interested in the material world. This is our program. Then it continues. He knew that degradation on all fronts is unavoidable, yet he still delivered to the West and later again to India and the East a message of hope. In the same July 1974 lecture, he stated, quote, And now one can be happy? So many sinful activities are going on. How they expect to be happy? It is not possible. Sober man becomes unhappy. Para dukkha, especially Vaishnava. A Vaishnava has no problem for himself, but he has many problems for others. He suffers on others' account. Close quote. When Srila Vyas, when Srila Prabhupada was first establishing this, his mission, he left Sri Vrindavan Dham, where He was living peacefully, where he was fully happy and traveled to various places in India to share Krishna consciousness and enlist the help of people he knew. Each of them respected his determination and devotion, but none of them believed he could bring any significant change in the world. But they were all mistaken. His mission was to give Krishna consciousness to the world. And his vision was how he would accomplish this included, uh, this included publishing and distributing his books. In the Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita we read, quote, Srila Prabhupada's ambition was to replace mundane literature with transcendental. At least in every home, there should be one piece of Krishna conscious literature, he reasoned. Because if a person read only one page, his life could be turned toward perfection. Quote, if one percent of the readers become devotees, unquote, he wrote, quote, that will change the world. Close quote. So we must get books to every home. Any book, even the smallest book, I remember the first book I came across in my life was uh, 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 Matchless Gifts. Any of you know this book, Matchless Gifts? Very thin book. Very, very thin. But like, changed my life. And I was against Krishna consciousness. I only read the book to see what these Krishna conscious people are about. I was totally against Hare Krishna. No way I was going to become a Hare Krishna. Yet, when I read the book, inside it changed. I didn't realize my heart changed inside. That's what happens to everybody. More than that happens to other people. Took me a long time to come around. When Srila Prabhupada finally traveled to the West, he brought with him the Yuga Dharma, the process that would transform the hell of the material world into Vaikuntha. He called this process Devotional service, a complete lifestyle 
centered on chanting God's holy name and performing other services for Krishna. Introducing this consciousness was how he would change everything. In Jaya Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Vikas Swami writes, quote, Starting with 40 rupees and a trunk of books, Srila Prabhupada started an international movement comprising temples, farms, schools, and multiple volumes of books published in all major languages. Arriving in America at, quote, the fag end of his life, close quote, within 12 years, he made Hare Krishna a household phrase and sowed the seeds of cultural and spiritual revolution destined to change the world. Close quote. Srila Prabhupada created a house in which the whole world could live. And we, his dedicated followers, are asked to assist his mission in whatever way we can. As a society, we should retain his transcendental vibrancy for thousands of years to come and thereby keep his mission alive and faithful to his vision for it. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the avatar of Sri Krishna for Kali Yuga, who began the Sankirtan movement in Sridham Mayapur, also showed by his example the significance and purpose of Vyasa Puja. In the Chaitanya Chaitanya Bhagavat, we hear about Nityananda Prabhu's mysterious arrival in Mayapur and how Lord Chaitanya, known then as Vishwambara, sent all the Vaishnavas out to find him. No one could. And they came back puzzled. Now we all know, Lord Nityananda, very, very lustrous personality. Almost like thousands of suns are coming out of his body. Very bright. And yet they could not find him. Very big personality. Huge. Huge guy. Very beautiful. Very attractive. So everybody would hang around him a lot. So wherever he went, many, many people would congregate. Now you can't find that person? Nityananda Prabhu represents the Guru principle. And he was hiding. Only Vishwambara himself brought the devotees to where Lord Nityananda was, was Nityananda was, could they approach him. So you can see, right, that who gives the spiritual master to the disciple? Krishna. Krishna's mercy. That he came to know somebody who is a sincere devotee of Krishna and asks us to become Krishna conscious. This is Krishna who is doing that. Why? Because Krishna has been with us for billions of lifetimes. He's always been with us in our heart. He is the one who loves us the most. And he always loves us. There is no time that Krishna does not love any entity. Even the particles of dust that are sitting on this floor, there is Krishna with each particle in their heart. And Krishna loves that particle of dust completely. All times, past, present and future. This is Krishna. Very unusual personality. Very hard to understand. Our minds cannot wrap itself around this. Our minds are too limited. Nityananda Prabhu represents the Guru principle. Sorry, okay. Then it says, when Nityananda Prabhu and Vishwambara met, their exchange was extraordinarily auspicious. 
And the Vaishnavas were amazed to see the intense devotional sentiments they shared. The Vaishnavas felt greatly fortunate to witness such loving exchanges. And once the two lords were finally together, they became inseparable. Guru and Krishna are never separated. Guru is called Sakshad Dharitvena. Means Guru is himself the manifestation of Krishna. This is why we must accept a bona fide spiritual master and surrender completely unto the spiritual master and surrender completely unto Krishna and love completely. This process will allow us to become empowered to reach out to others and help them so that they will also do the same. Vishwambara said, quote, Tomorrow is the full moon day of Guru Purnima. Where will you celebrate Vyasa Puja? Close quotes. <laughs> We're telling Lord Nityananda. <laughs> Lord Nityananda wanted to observe the ceremony at the home of Shiva's Pandit. And Shiva's happily accepted the proposal. You can see, like, that everybody has Guru. The following day, by the way, Lord Nityananda is the godbrother of Lord Chaitanya's spiritual master's spiritual master. Lord Chaitanya's spiritual master is Ishwarapuri. Ishwarapuri's spiritual master is Madhavendapuri. And Madhavendapuri's spiritual master is Thank you. No, Lakshmi Tirtha. Lakshmi Tirtha. So Lakshmi Tirtha Maharaj Thakur gave initiation to Madhavendapuri, also gave initiation to Lord Nityananda. You might remember the story that he went to the house of uh, Lord Nityananda and asked his father, please give me your son so that he can travel with me. That was the great sannyasi who came and asked for the son, Lakshmi So we can see that Lord Chaitanya is asking his spiritual master's Spiritual Master's Godbrother, where will you be celebrating Guru Puja tomorrow? <laughs> Guru Vyas Purma. Amazing, isn't it? The following day, Shiva's Pandit served as the Acharya for the, for the Vyas Puja observance and on Vishwambara's order performed the rituals. How nice, right? God can say, okay, you be the spiritual master, and actually take the role, play this role. That's how it works, actually. Placing a beautiful garland in Lord Nityananda's hands, he instructed him to offer the garland to Srila Vyasadeva, the compiler of the Vedas. This happens on Vyasapuja Day. We make garlands and we offer it to Srila Prabhupada. Acting as if he were bewildered, Nityananda did not follow Shivas's direction, but instead looked around him until he saw Vishwambara. <laughs> then, breaking the established principle of worship, he approached the Lord and draped the garland around his neck. Obviously, Varana Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of God in himself. Lord Nityananda knew that. Here we are given an essential glimpse into the meaning of Shivyasa Puja. The sacred event of worshipping the Guru is meant to culminate in the worship of the Adi Guru or the Supreme Person who is the master of everyone and everything. In a lecture 
given in Hamburg in 1969 to a new group of followers, Srila Prabhupada enlightened us about the importance of praising one's spiritual master and how that praise is passed on to the Lord. Quote, this is Prabhupada speaking. All this eulogization, all this eulogization, okay, sorry again. All this eulogization, eulogization about me, people, outsider may think that, quote, this man is being flattered and he's hearing his own eulogization. Quote, close quotes. But that is not the fact. It is the test. How they are receiving the message sincerely and expressing their feeling. So it is going to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As it has come through the channel of disciplic expression, all these praises will also reach to Krishna through the disciplic succession. So it is not personal thing. These things are required. Just like in the military training, they are taught by the officers in a different way. In so many ways. Similarly, this is training of Krishna consciousness so that the feeling of pure consciousness will reach to Krishna. Close quotes. Later at New Vrindavan in 1972, Srila Prabhupada again addressed his disciples on this topic. This is Srila Prabhupada speaking. So this is the positive, so, sorry, so this is the position of a spiritual master. Don't misunderstand that. Quote, this person is sitting very comfortably and taking all honors and contribution, close quotes. It is needed just to teach them how to respect the representative of God. That is the sum and substance of Vyasa Puja. Then the uh, meaning of Vyasa Puja continues by Jagatarini Mataji. Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami compares Lord Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, to both a gardener who plants and tends a tree and the trunk of the tree itself, which supports and sustains and generates the tree's growth. In commenting on this analogy, Srila Prabhupada describes Iskon as a branch of that unlimited tree which is both created and sustained by Krishna himself. In order for our ISKCON society to become vibrant, healthy, and powerful, we must remain connected to the branch, the trunk, and the gardener. When we offer our dedicated homages to Srila Prabhupada, this should be internal purpose of our glorification. So internal purpose means to offer our dedicated homages to Srila Prabhupada. Internally, uh, this is an internal purpose of our glorification. Sri Vyasa Puja is the opportunity we are given to remember our connection. And one last reflection on this important day. Having a careful understanding of the meaning and importance of Vyasa Puja is essential. But we should remember that there are no required Formalities in Krishna consciousness. Again, going back to the simple-hearted, right? There's no formality for the child in loving the parents, the grandparents, like that. Our experience and success in bhakti depend on, on our intention 
as we practice it. Govinda Dasi describes how in Montreal in 1968, he observed Srila Prabhupada's birthday without understanding the formal procedures of the Vyasa Puja ceremony. Here's an example of Vyasa Puja being celebrated by a disciple of Srila Prabhupada in a perfect way. It was nothing like how we celebrate Vyasa Puja. With affection, she baked Srila Prabhupada the typical double-layer birthday cake one would offer someone celebrating a birthday in the West. After icing it, she brought it to his room with birthday candles aflame. He was surprised and raised his eyebrows in curiosity. When she told him this was how people celebrated birthdays in America, he simply nodded. She said, quote, Srila Prabhupada, now make a wish and blow out all the candles with one breath. Close quotes. Srila Prabhupada caught on and with one deep whoosh of hair, whoosh of hair, he blew out every candle on the cake. Then he laughed and said, quote, I have done good? Close quotes. <laughs> He's looking for, you know, the uh, uh, recognition from his own disciple, right? Did I, did I do it? Great. Was that okay? <laughs> quote, yes. Govinda Dasi laughed. She laughed and yes. And then she said, now you will get your wish. But you don't have to tell me or anyone what you wished for. Close quotes. Here comes the killer statement now. Prabhupada's quote. I wish only for Krishna. He said, smiling in his deep voice. For Krishna and Krishna's service. Now, over 50 years later, we are all well trained in how to perform the proper ceremonies. Yet at the same time, may we retain a kind, loving, open-hearted simplicity on this sacred occasion. And may we pray, as Srila Prabhupada prayed, that one day, by His grace, we too may wish only for Krishna and Krishna's service. This is the meaning of Vyasa Puja. Jai. Her Grace Jagatarini, Devi Dasi Maharani Mataji Ki, Jai. Such a wonderful introduction to Vyasa Puja, right? So beautiful meaning of Vyasa Puja. So today is the 125th anniversary of the happiest day of our lives, the day on which we actually were saved from drowning in this ocean of material sorrow. We are, we are struggling in this very, very vast ocean, almost unlimited ocean of sorrow, of misery. And here comes the Savior 
who actually puts his hand out in the form of coming as a helicopter, throwing down the rope and saying, hold on to the rope, I will pull you out of the ocean. And you will be forever forever happy because I will take you to the land, the land of complete bliss called Goloka Brindavan. Sri Goloka Brindavan Dhamaki Jai. Sri Prabhupada very nicely explained the meaning of Krishna consciousness is that one always lives with Krishna on that spiritual planet, Golok Brindavan. Of course, I'm painting up because normally we point up, but Golok Brindavan is everywhere. There is no place where there is not Golok Brindavan. The whole of creation, material world and spiritual world is sitting as a particle of dust in Golok Brindavan. That's how big Golok Brindavan is. We are in Golok Brindavan, except we are in a different dimension. We are in the material dimension. We switched to the material dimension because foolishly we thought, I can enjoy without Krishna. I can enjoy myself. That was a foolish thought. That foolish thought, bang, created this uh, environment called the material world. We entered this environment and what did we find? Two things. Dukhalaya, Asashvatam. We found it is all full of misery and everything is temporary. Everything is unstable. Nothing is stable. Life is good. Life is not good. Life is good again. Life is not good. There's another pause. Neither good nor bad. Then again bad, then again good. Pause. This is what's happening, right? This is Dukhalaya. Asashvatam means never stable. Always unstable. We can be talking not here. Suddenly something can happen and this temple is gone and we're all gone. And we won't even know that it's happening because you don't know when it is happening like that. All you realize is your soul gets out of the body and starts looking around and saying, wow, what a destruction. Anything can happen at any time. Life is very, very short. It's teetering like a drop of water on a leaf. If a little wind comes, that leaf is going to shake, that drop is going to fall out of that. So our life is teetering like a drop on water. We must become internally fully fixed. At least internally become fully fixed. Externally also try. But internally become completely fixed. And again and again I will say this because I want to make this the theme of the 125th year. Please love the devotees. Please understand that devotees are also learning to become Krishna conscious. Sometimes even the advanced devotees say things about other devotees that are unkind. Do not listen to anything that is unkind about any other devotee. Just like a swan. What does a swan do? It separates the milk from the water. See? In milk, the milk is what is important. So it separates the milk from the water. So when you're listening to anybody, separate the good from the some things that they might be saying or doing that are not so good. And accept the good. Take the good. Take it in. Imbibe it in, imbibe it in the heart. Make it Make your heart fully Krishna conscious like that. And love every living entity, not just devotees. Every devotee, every living entity is a child of Krishna. Krishna says that, Aham Bij Pratapitaha, I'm the seed giving father of all living entities. He clearly says that, that every jiva is his servant. Jivera Surupohe Nitera Krishna Das. He says, Suridam Sarva Bhutanam, I'm the greatest lover of all living entities. No one loves any living entity more than Krishna. 
all the living entities put together their love cannot equal the love of Krishna for every living entity. And finally, he makes us part of his estate. He says, everything is mine. Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. Everything is mine. And you are Loka, Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. You are part and parcel of everything that is mine. You're part and parcel of me, he says. He makes us entitled to his estate. He owns the total creation. There is not a place in the material and spiritual world that a point of needle can sit that does not belong to Krishna. And he says, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are my child, you are my beloved. You are my servant. Servant means service. Service means expression of love. Not like here. Servant means work. Nobody wants to be servant. Nobody likes work. But service in in Krishna consciousness means expression of love. We like to love. Every one of us likes to love. We are loving all the time. This is Krishna giving us these high positions and saying, I honor you. I want you to be happy. And the devotee says, thank you very much, Krishna, but I want you to be happier. And so the devotee is competing with Krishna. Krishna is trying to please the devotee. The devotee is trying to please Krishna. And neither is giving up. Each is trying to outdo the other. And Krishna has given us the benefit. He is one person, but he has given us the benefit. All of us can get together and serve him. That will become even more powerful, right? So this is called Sankirtan. This is called congregational chanting. Chanting is the process. Congregational service. This is the Hare Krishna movement. And we are all so very fortunate to be sitting here or anywhere in creation having read one of Srila Prabhupada's books, having met one of Srila Prabhupada's disciples, having met one of the devotees who preaches Krishna consciousness, having met somebody who read a book of Krishna consciousness, and that message was passed on. This is our greatest fortune. And we are absolutely, totally fortunate. There is nothing for us to feel, oh, I'm missing this, I'm lacking this, I don't have this, I don't have good health, I don't have good money, I don't have good education, I don't have good friends, I don't have people praising me. All these types of things that we're looking for and looking for in this world is worth nothing. Absolutely zilch. Worth nothing. What is worth everything is the love in the heart for Krishna. And the love in the heart for Krishna's devotees. And Krishna's creation. This is why Bhakti Swami described this material world. Beautiful place. Because he saw it in relationship to Goranga Mahaprabhu. Hare Krishna. So we're going to stop here, 9.30. We're going to start with the offerings. Uh, and But we have about eight minutes. And um, if any of you would like to say something, is there a mic, uh, Prabhuji, that uh, you can bring out? Uh, turn the mic on. Please, we have uh, with us wonderful devotees, like His Grace Kalki Prabhu, who was personally initiated by Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much, Prabhu, for gracing us with your very, very, and most saintly association. We're also happy when you moved to our community. You made our community a much better place. And we're all so happy to have you here with us. Thank you so very much. And we're very fortunate that you personally served Srila Prabhupada, met him and served him, and was part of the Adi Lila. The, now it's more like the Manthi Madhi Lila is going on now. Maybe still end of the Adi Lila is still going on. But you were there right at the beginning of the Adi Lila. So please, if you'd like to say something, ask something, or, or, or 
Anything at all, please. Feel free. No, that will do from 9.30. It's still part of the Bhagavatam class, part of the program. And then, yeah. And then, you know, we'll start that time. Yes, please. We'll do your offering as well. Anything you'd like to say at this time, though? You're good? Okay. But the time of the offering. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody like to say something? Thank you for visiting from Toronto. Very nice to have devotees from so far come and visit with us. What is your good name, sir? Hare Krishna. What is your good name? They say it in the mic so I can. I'm D'Angelo. D'Angelo, nice. D'Angelo. So how did you find out about us? How did I find what? How did you find out about Hare Krishna's? Might put the thing a little closer to you, my second. Uh, I found I, that's a good question. Um, I just somehow uh, found the Bhagavad Gita in my oh. house. And oh wow, Bhagavad Gita in your house? Yes. Somebody must have brought it into your house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just found the Bhagavad Gita and just started reading it. Um, you know, the first the first verse I get I think it was Om Agana Yes. Yes. Nice. You know, I just. Wow. Sparked, so. Nice. But yeah, it's my first time uh, reading the Bhagavad Gita and yeah, just so Hare Krishna, Krishna. Yeah. Nice, nice. Nice. So, uh, Prabhupada describes uh, the purport that he wrote in the Bhagavad Gita. He describes him as his devotional ecstasies. So you actually met two personalities at that time very nicely. You met Krishna because Prabhupada describes that Krishna comes in two forms in chapter 13, Bhagavad Gita. I think it's verse 26. He describes that Krishna comes in two forms. He comes as Chaitya Guru, which is the super soul in the heart, and he comes in the form of the Bhagavad Gita. So you were holding Krishna in your hand directly there. So wonderful. Well, how long ago was that? When did that happen? Ten years ago. Ten, fifteen years ago. Nice. So very nice. And so then, uh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, so I, I never put the book down from that day. Wonderful. You know, I just kept reading the book. Yeah. Krishna wanted to be with you, actually. So he came in the form of a book, and once you held him, he gave you so much love that you didn't want to let go. This is Krishna. He gives us so much love that we can't let go, you know? But we're all seekers of love in this world. We're all seekers of affection. Very good. So when did you find out about this temple? Nice. Uh, I went to the, my first temple probably like eight years later. Oh, you went to the temple in Phoenix? Jai. Shri Shri Radha Madan Mohani Ki Jai. Oh, Shri Shri Radha Madhava Ki Jai, sorry. Chakri Das. Oh, Chakri Prabhu was there in uh, in uh, Phoenix. Yes, I remember that, yes. Vishnu Priya. Yes, Vishnu Priya Prabhu was there too. Yes, very nice. Those two are my... First contact with actually they were the first contact. They're like your Mark Padesha gurus, they say. Yeah, okay. They're the ones who introduced you to Krishna consciousness in a personal way. Very nice, excellent. Yeah. But up until then, you know, I just uh, now I know that it was called Vani. Yes. Then I didn't know. Vani, yes. And you know, he kind of just nice. You know, just so how did you come to Dallas then? From Dallas, uh, 
I'm originally from Arizona, so I came to Dallas to visit uh, Dr. Oh, you came to visit them here. Nice. Very nice. Okay. So you're now just visiting or you? Well, actually, uh, I, I'm a, I own my trucking company, so I'm actually headed to, da- uh, to Atlanta. So I just stopped through. Oh, you own your own trucking company? Yes. That's very nice. Very nice. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Excellent, excellent. Well, hope uh, we, we all pray that your Krishna consciousness will just grow more and more exciting for you and more and more blissful for you. When I was a young kid studying in New Zealand to study law, there used to be a saying, keep on trucking. I don't know if they also said that in, my, in America. They would say, keep on trucking. means keep going. You know, keep on trucking, you know? Like that, so you you're you're running a trucking company, <laughs> so you can keep on trucking Krishna consciousness. I mean, that's really great, wonderful. Well, it's so nice to see you, and thank you, thank you for visiting with us. Beautiful temple, and you know, so many nice, nice devotees. Nice, very nice devotees. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very good. Feels good to be here. Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Many devotees uh, came to Krishna consciousness by this method, like you did reading Bhagavad Gita, or hearing a song, like next to you is uh, Mother Nancy, Nancy Dodd sitting right next to you there. So she also came uh, hearing from the Beatles uh, about the song. Uh, you might just give her, give her, just say something about that, Nancy, about how you came to know about, about Krishna consciousness. These are amazing ways people come to Krishna consciousness, you know. You might bring, um, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I, um, I was, uh, I had asked the Lord, I didn't know his name was Krishna at that time. I right, right. The Lord. Yes. And I asked. Because you come from a Christian background, so speaking to the Lord is very, very common in Christian background. I asked to, to understand the truth because I was living in Oklahoma City when the, the Murrah building blew up. Oh, the big bombing happened. Yes, I remember that. And, you know, there was a daycare in there and children were dying and I just could not fathom the purpose of that agony. Right. And so I just was, I just fell to the ground and said, please help me to understand Mm. what is happening here. And that was in the early 90s. And so I went through just a period of Discovery bringing, there were different things that were brought to my attention and, you know, my understandings started to shift and, um, but I didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm. And it was really, you know, like I had firm belief in what I was being shown, but I didn't have anybody to talk to. Right. And so I said to the Lord, I said, please, I think I misunderstood because Uh There can't be just me who, you know, understands things. And there has to be someone to talk to. Yes. And so then um, one of my little daughter's friends, well, she wasn't little. She was 17. She said, Mrs. Dodd, would you listen to this video by George Harrison? Right. And I didn't even really know who George Harrison was because I didn't. I didn't know he was a beetle. Right. And, and so she's, I said, I don't really want to hear, because I know you're into the Beatles, and I don't really care. You know? <laughs> and, and she said, no, no, he's talking about the soul. 
And I said, okay, come and put it on. I'll listen. And I listened. And this was when he was older. And he was talking about, you know, searching for the truth. Yes. And so I started uh, this year-long program of studying him and under trying to understand, you know, what he was saying and where he learned it. Right. And so then, um, you know, he said that he read the Bhagavad Gita, and <clears throat> and so I thought I'm going to get that book. Nice. And and so I read it, and the verse that was so profound for me was 1866. Mm. And I just knew that this was the book that I needed to study. 1866, Sarvadharma and Pritya. Yes. And nice. that that you know there would be people to talk to yes. about that. So, so that's what I was searching for. So for you, the Mark Padeshi Guru was uh, George Harrison. George Harrison, as we know, is also a devotee, a uh, disciple of Srila Prabhupada himself. Prabhupada actually accepted him and told him to continue on his path so that he would affect many people. And you, of course, one of them that he affected, and he became a devotee of Krishna as a result. So uh, this is so wonderful. We can see here somebody who is not apparently a, uh, a disciple. Most people don't know George Harrison as a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. They don't know him so much as a devotee of Krishna. They know him to be a very famous singer in the group called the Beatles. But actually the fact is that he is a disciple of Srila Prabhupada and a very, very wonderful devotee of Krishna. Uh, so these are the personalities who become empowered to give us Krishna consciousness. That's very nice. Excellent. So again, Bhagavad Gita, you can see the common theme, right? How the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Shiva who is the material in the material world, the original guru, described also as the original guru in the material world, says this one book, Bhagavad Gita, will solve all the problems of the whole world. The one Lord, Krishna, will be the most, is the most worshipable person. And the one, one activity that everybody should engage in is devotional service. And chanting of the holy names is the process in this age of Kali Yuga. So we can see this is a great personality, Lord Shiva, and how he's describing this so very nicely. And you can see how we're all actually falling in line, right? We're doing these things and we're becoming acquainted with Krishna consciousness and this great fortune of Krishna consciousness. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. Um, and uh, now, for those of you who don't know, uh, she, she runs a very, very big uh, bridal store and and runs it in such a way that people come to know Krishna uh, through love of Krishna like that. And many, many of the uh, the, uh, the brides who come there the, at the bridal store, they comment to her, there's something very special about this place. And, uh, it's a little like a temple of Krishna, you might say, um, done in a way that is very suitable to the occasion, you know, like that. And so... Thank you very much for doing that. Wonderful. Anybody else would like to say something? Oh, actually, at 9.35, so we're ready for... Okay, if not, anybody? Quick question or anything you'd like to say? No? All right. Hare Krishna. Jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Sri Vyasa Puja Mahatsava ki jai. Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bo. 
Okay, so now we're going to start with uh, our program for the offerings. And uh, um, this is going to go on till about 10.30, or maybe even a little longer. You might excuse me because I'm going to go and prepare for the Abhishek of Srila Prabhupada, prepare the Abhishek tray. Um, if one of you can pass the mic around to others who are, have something to say, more people will be coming in and do that. Who's going to be here uh, for this part of the program? Anybody here helping out? You can be here, right? So Prabhuji, can you pass the mic around, that mic? To whoever comes, like the first mic, so we we'll go to uh, uh, Kalki Prabhu. And then, huh? And then whenever anybody comes or anybody would like to say something about Srila Prabhupada, everybody's welcome to say. By the way, because this is the 125th anniversary, we want to make sure everybody gets to speak. So we're going to continue this Vyas Puja program until Vyas Puja 2022. We're going to celebrate Vyas Puja for one whole year. Like that. So everybody can speak, everybody can be recorded, and whatever you say will be recorded and will be archived for posterity. So hundreds of years from now, thousands of years from now, people will hear whoever spoke, or oh, this person said this, this person said that, in glorification of Prabhupada. So please do glorify Prabhupada. Please uh, spill your heart out in terms of your love for Prabhupada. Uh, all this, can you imagine thousands of years from now, when people hear it, make them very Krishna conscious. They become very inspired. Can you imagine if we could hear the direct disciples and uh, those who were there at the time of uh, Lord Jesus speak about Lord Jesus? You can imagine what impact they would have on us, us today, right? It's a major impact. Nobody did that. It didn't happen. It was lost. We don't want to lose Srila Prabhupada's greatness. We want to make sure it is kept for posterity into the future completely until a big Cataclysm happens or whatever happens, the rest of the earth gets destroyed or something. But Prabhupada's story will continue in the next Bhagavatam anyway. But the point is, we want to hear our voices as well. So please do speak. Okay? Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja Mahatsavaki Jai. Now, Prabhupada, would you like, I'm going to put the chair here. If you don't mind, you can sit in that chair. Because then they can see you on the camera nicely. There's a camera here that's now pointing right here. So they'll be able to see you directly. The other people who are watching this online, they're watching it on Zoom, they're watching it on Facebook, and they're watching it on YouTube. There are literally hundreds of people watching. So we'd like you to uh, take that. Please, please, please. Thank you very much. Jai. Kalki Prabhu ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. So, 
don't have anything formally written out. But I do have a strategy. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I follow the same strategy every year. So it makes it easy for me. My uh, real appreciation for Prabhupada, as uh, most of us have shared, really comes from uh, Prabhupada's uh, books, all of his writings and purports. You want me to move over? Okay. problem. <clears throat> so today, uh, I'd like to bring up a few, uh, few points of realization that I've had. Uh, in relationship to, you know, my life, the time I've spent in Krishna consciousness, and uh, how I, my life has been affected by Prabhupada's books, and thereby Prabhupada himself. Actually, everything uh, in Krishna consciousness is coming at this point in time from Prabhupada's books. <clears throat> For example, <clears throat> if we want, where do we get our, our, our personal guidance from Prabhupada? From reading Prabhupada's purports. We get our, our knowledge and our guidance <clears throat> from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhagavad Gita. And then we get our personal guidance from Prabhupada in Prabhupada's purports. In this way, we also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's an allergy thing. In this way, by reading Prabhupada's purports, now we're getting personal association with Prabhupada. Associating with our guru means we're hearing from our guru. It is not just some social event that we sit and socialize with someone <clears throat> and we consider that we're getting uh, you know, personal association. Association with our guru means that we're hearing from him and we're getting guidance how to, uh, how to serve Krishna in a pleasing way. We also uh, 
have to take shelter of the association of devotees. But without just without Prabhupada's books, we will not have devotees to associate with. Just as we sustain our Krishna consciousness by uh, reading Prabhupada's books, Prabhupada's purports. So everyone is. Oh, thank you very much. Everyone is sustaining their spiritual lives in this way. So the association that we have with all the other devotees is also coming by the mercy of Prabhupada and his purports. And after time, we have read Prabhupada's books, we have some idea of Krishna consciousness. But our mind can always wander and we're always influenced uh, by the external energy. So by regularly associating with Prabhupada, it keeps our mind from wandering and keeps us focused uh, on serving Krishna in a way that is pleasing to Krishna. So in order for us to take full advantage of all of these things, take full advantage of Prabhupada's uh, instructions, take full advantage of associating with devotees, and take full advantage of the process of uh, purification and of Krishna consciousness. We need to uh, study Prabhupada's books very carefully and very meticulously. It's not a, just a casual read. We're not reading for entertainment value, although they are very entertaining to read, uh, very enlivening, very pleasurable. But our real purpose is to help us become really fixed in serving Krishna in a way that is pleasing to Krishna. So I have an excerpt here that I want to read, a little quote from Shrutikirti Prabhu, who is a long-time personal servant of Srila Prabhupada. And... Uh, It helped me see uh, how much effort and austerity the Prabhupada underwent to make these books available for everyone. Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Devotion, Sri Yashopanasad. And uh, how meticulous Prabhupada was in translating and composing the purports to his, uh, his writings. <clears throat> so this is uh, a little pastime uh, as told by Shruti Kirti Prabhu. <coughs> Excuse me, but 
you, there's not much I can do about it. My cough, that is. Shrutikirti. I peacefully slept outside Prabhupada's room each night for the week we were there. Being on the other side of those non-insulated doors and only a few feet away from him, I would wake up to the sounds of his Vaikuntha voice each night while he did his translation work, sometime between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m. I drifted in and out of external consciousness, hearing his voice as he spoke into the microphone. The gravity of his words was not even lost on this mundane soul. Each and every word carefully chosen as he clicked the microphone on and off, on and off, on his Grundig dictaphone machine over and over for hours each and every night. It was one of the most comforting sounds, a transcendental lullaby to the ears. There was a switch on the microphone which moved up and down. It allowed him to record, rewind, and also replay what he had said. I could hear as he sometimes rewound and played back what he had just spoken, at times recording over it, making an adjustment. The meditation, the emotion was overwhelming. The care he took to speak each word as he referenced the previous acharyas was unparalleled. As in everything he did, he was loyal to the predecessor acharyas and at the same time made it relatable to his Kali Yuga audience. This is still Shrutakirti. What I find amazing to this day is how he was able to write these books without having access to typewritten pages or a laptop screen to reference what he had said in the past. As he often said, they were not his words. They were Krishna's words. Almost daily in the afternoon, I would see him reading his printed books, relishing each and every word. He told me on different occasions that any one of his books were sufficient to bring one to full Krishna consciousness because Krishna was in every word. One afternoon, ringing his bell, he summoned me into his room. Looking up from behind his desk, he was so overwhelmed in ecstasy, he informed me that even one word of this book was enough to bring one to Krishna consciousness. Among all his miraculous accomplishments, I consider the writing of his books to be the greatest of all his transcendental treasures he gave us because he did it for all future generations. These books will be there for as long as Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement is going on. His writing was empowered as it was the direct order he received from his spiritual master. Srila Prabhupada knew that this so-called modern civilization had a limited shelf life. So as I do every year, I'll close with uh, 
an effort to try to encourage those who uh, who may not take the time and uh, with a, an effort to appreciate those who do take the time to uh, study Prabhupada's books in a very uh, meticulous fashion. And by that I mean start at the beginning and read all the way through to the end. I don't think anybody who makes an effort to try to understand a subject or takes a course of any type uh, is becomes educated in just some haphazard fashion. You can do that, but it is way it is much more difficult, and it takes much more time to really uh, fully comprehend the full subject matter and how everything works uh, in a coherent way. So in the same way when studying Prabhupada's books, we should do it in a very systematic way. Start at the beginning and we begin to read all the way to the end. Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and go back and start all over again. And we spend our life in this way. Not that we shouldn't read anywhere at different times because we've found things that, you know, may be relevant to our current circumstance or subject that you may be thinking about or speaking about. But in general, we should have a, uh, in our lives, a process of regularly going through Prabhupada's books in a very systematic way. Prabhupada compiled all of his writings in a systematic way. If you ever have to give a class, you want to do it in an organized fashion so that the students will be able to take full advantage of what you have to say and they will be able to understand it properly. So for those who do, what can I say? It is, you're on the perfect path. And for those who don't, I try to encourage you to readjust your approach to associating with Prabhupada and his writings. To, to read in a very systematic way, very relishable. So I'll quit there. Shilo Prabhu Pari Ki Jai. Now I would like to invite Vishwambar Prabhu to come on up.
Thank you very much, Kalki Prabhu, and all the nice, wonderful devotees who have gathered here on this most auspicious occasion. of celebration of Appearance Day of Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesu Namadi Paschatya Deshtarine Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha <coughs> So Srila Prabhupada appeared on this most auspicious day of Nandotsava just a few hours after Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, had appeared on this earth planet. 5,000 years, approximately 5,000 years ago, Krishna appeared. And <clears throat> next day, when Nanda Maharaj and all the Vrajvasis were celebrating Krishna's birth, doing the Abhishek ceremony to little baby Krishna in those hours in 1896, Prabhupada appeared on this day. So for us, the Iskand devotees, this day of Prabhupada appearance is more important than any other day. Even though Janmashmi is the most important day, but who would have known Krishna amongst us if it was not for Srila Prabhupada? to enlighten us about Krishna. So therefore, it is uh, the most significant day to take advantage of for us as disciples and followers of Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> to worship Srila Prabhupada, to glorify Srila Prabhupada, and to beg for his blessings so we can move forward every day in developing our Krishna Consciousness. Srila Prabhupada's appearance, just like Krishna's appearance, is completely transcendental. For most of the people in this world, it's very difficult to understand how Krishna can be completely transcendental <clears throat> because to them he looks like a mortal being. Some people say mythical personality, fictional, fictional personality, uh, etc. So many speculations go on about Krishna. So, similarly, <clears throat> to many people of the world, Prabhupada may appear like a mortal being, but one who is very sincerely a follower of Srila Prabhupada and studies his life and teachings, he can understand 
how Prabhupada's whole being, his whole body, his mind, his existence, everything was about Krishna consciousness. He was 24 hours absorbed in the chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Those devotees who served him very intimately as his servants or secretaries, etc. Many of them have said again and again <clears throat> that day or night, every time we met Prabhupada, we felt the presence of Krishna. So, these qualities are spiritual qualities that Prabhupada is exhibiting and at the same time he wants to teach us to develop these spiritual qualities of Krishna consciousness. To the world in general he's giving, Prabhupada is giving the formula how to make a peaceful and harmonious society. So everybody has a chance to move forward in life. But for the devotees who choose to come and approach and take shelter at the lotus feet of Śrīla Prabhupāda, Prabhupāda is teaching how to chant Hare Krishna purely, how to dedicate oneself in the study of Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. Prabhupada dedicated his life not only to study and write the books Srimad Bhagavatam, but at the same time <clears throat> he continuously encouraged devotees to take advantage of these books that he was writing. And continuously every day he explained from these books, word by word, Sanskrit words, which were quite like a foreign language for most of us. And yet, he never gave up hope and he continuously struggled to teach us the sublime language of Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, the language of the Upanishads. Krishna is speaking in the language of the Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita. And Srimad Bhagavatam is even higher Sanskrit language. So when Srila Vyasadeva wrote these books in Himalaya mountains 5,000 years ago, that time he did not, he was not writing these books, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, Mahabharata, Vedas, Upanishads, all these wonderful literatures Vyasadeva wrote not to collect some royalty and make money or to become famous. He was not a fictional novel writer. He was writing for the benefit of the mankind. Similarly, Prabhupada had this mission, how to assist Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lord Nityananda Prabhu, in their mission to deliver the fallen conditioned souls. So Prabhupada fully dedicated the mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He fully dedicated himself to the mission of his Guru Maharaj. He took it very seriously and sincerely, the order of the spiritual master. 
and he came to america and to the western countries and from here from america he spread the message of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world so as prabhupada is teaching his sincere disciples and devotees and sub and those who are his followers sincere followers he's teaching them how to chant hari krishna properly and how to study his books properly these two things he emphasized the most besides that he also taught how to cook very nicely for krishna how to dress krishna very nicely how to decorate krishna very nicely how to serve the devotees very nicely so many wonderful things that we can never imagine that we could have ever, ever learned because personally i did not deserve any of this great greatest gifts that prabhupada is giving me and giving all of us uh, yet without the differentiation of any kind without the creed or color or caste or gender without seeing any qualification anybody whoever came to him and begging for his shelter he very freely accepted the fallen condition souls like me so therefore on this wonderful auspicious day i am begging at the lotus feet of shrila prabhupada the blessings from him that i can every day i can become more and more sincere to follow his instructions to take his example seriously and follow in his footsteps even in a very small way minor way to follow his footsteps and become very serious chanter of the holy name serious student of shrimad bhagavatam and able to distribute the holy name and distribute the knowledge of the bhagavatam and bhagavad gita thank you very much hari krishna Mam Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Nirvasesha Sunyavadi Pastachadishitaya So this is an offering I wrote for the Srila Prabhupada Tributes book which all Prabhupada disciples can write an offering for. um and it's a, you can read it online also you go to sptributes.com and every offering is incredibly nice with all the sannyasis and gurus have their offerings and and many many other uh prabhupad disciples um 
I might need those reading glasses. Is the mic helping? Dear Srila Prabhupada, please accept my humble obeisances at your divine lotus feet. Srila Prabhupada, you perform many wonderful and amazing activities to deliver all the fallen souls. In a purport to a verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam 1536, you wrote, The expert devotee also can discover novel ways and means to convert the non-devotees in terms of particular time and circumstances. Devotional service is dynamic activity, and the expert devotees can find out competent means to inject it into the dull brains of the materialistic population. Such transcendental activities of the devotees for the service of the Lord can bring a new order of life to the foolish society of materialistic men. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his subsequent followers exhibited expert dexterity in this connection. By following the same method, one can bring the materialistic men of this age of quarrel into order for peaceful life and transcendental realization. End quote. Srila Prabhupada, you are the great Acharya an empowered devotee who exhibited extraordinary and dynamic behavior in delivering all the fallen souls. You came to America on a boat since that was all that was available. You opened up your first temple on the Lower East Side of New York City where the hippies and favorable young people were. You chanted under a tree in Tompkins Square Park and introduced people to the holy names. By so doing, you attracted your first sincere followers. You continued your dynamic activities in San Francisco, where many hippies and young people congregated. There was a mantra rock concert where you enlightened many young people. You always found the right means to inject Krishna consciousness. Traveling around the world many times, you opened many temples. In India, you held many Pandal programs where hundreds of thousands of people attended, tens of thousands of people attended, and also started the glorious projects in Mayapur, Vrindavan, and Bombay. There was no end to your extraordinary activities. All At the same time, you produced so many transcendental literatures. These are just a few of your amazing accomplishments. As far as your books are concerned, you have given us a storehouse of transcendental knowledge and happiness. Recently, after hearing about the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam during a talk on Bhajra Purnima, I started reading it again. What a wonderful tra- treasure you have given us. I am appreciating it so much and your wonderful purports as well. Thank you for this beautiful gift. I pray that I will never stop reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Not only can we read your books, we can distribute them to others, and that way we become pure.
purified and help others on their path to transcendental realization. You have given us everything we need to become fully Krishna conscious, the holy names, your books, temples, and so much more. I pray that I may take full advantage of these and help others as well. Please engage me in your dynamic divine mission to save all the fallen souls. Uh, your servant, Chakri Das. Hare Krishna. I just wanted to read a few quotes here from Srila Prabhupada, if I may. And the first one is, um, quote, The only hope is that you distribute books as much as possible. It will come some day that they will realize what valuable books we have left for the study of the whole world. That will come. And this is about uh, Harinam Sankirtan. Quote, anything they say nice, then in next life, human life is guaranteed. Uh, Amoga asking a question. Srila Prabhupada, when people in the street hear Krishna's name, the chanting, or they get some literature, does that mean they will not take birth as an animal? Prabhupada, they'll get birth in a good family. Suchi Nam Srimatam Gehe. If they simply appreciate it is very nice, then in the next life, human life is guaranteed. In a very nice family, simply if he appreciates, yes, it is very nice, that's all, then he'll get another chance. Uh, Amoga. Many people think the pictures are very nice. Prabhupada. Anything they say nice, that means it is guaranteed next life, or even in this life, it will definitely help. As soon as he reads some pages, then it is guaranteed. Those who are inquiring, that means they are liking. Their life is guaranteed. Amoga. One man who joined us about Rathiyatra time last year was a solicitor. He used to buy our books, but he never read them. But he would keep them on his bookshelf. And he used to always think, these are such beautiful books. He used to think like that. Prabhupada, this is appreciation, uh, Amoga. He never got time to read it, Prabhupada. It doesn't matter if he keeps the books with appreciation, that will make his life sure, insured. He will immediately become in touch with God. Who keeps the book with reverence and love, immediately he becomes in touch with God because these books are representative of God. Amoga, when we go to school, I first ask, how many students have seen us chanting in the streets? Immediately they all raise their hands. Prabhupada, it is very nice service you are doing. Krishna will be satisfied. Hari Toshina, as soon as Krishna is satisfied, your preaching is perfect. From a morning walk, May 19, 1975. Then another one, uh, and this one. Ah, he has danced. All right, let me also dance and chant. There is a verse spoke, quote, there is a verse spoken by Narada Muni that even by sentiment, not understanding properly the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, even by sentiment, all right, let me also dance and chant like these people, the saffron colored shave head people are doing. Let me do that. So once dancing with them will never go in vain. It will be immediately accounted. Ah, he has danced. It is so nice, it will never go in vain. And, 
One more um, quote. This is your life and soul. First business, outdoor kirtan must be done, even at the cost of suspending all editorial work. This is your first and foremost business. Temple worship is not so important. If need be, the whole temple can be locked, but the outdoor kirtan cannot be stopped. Jai. Srila Prabhupada Jai. So, yeah, one other thing I heard the other day, I was listening to a lecture, and pra- arrival lecture, and Prabhupada said, uh, this is the Hare Krishna movement. And he said, we are, we are the Hare Krishna Sankirtan movement. So, we have to remember that Prabhupada wanted us to perform uh, Sankirtan. That, that's our main business, congregational chanting of the holy names, and, and that will deliver us. And also, of course, as Kalki Prabhu is mentioning, uh, seriously uh, studying his books and distributing his books. So thank you, Srila Prabhupada, for all these wonderful gifts, and I pray that I can uh, fully be absorbed in the service of uh, spreading your glorious movement. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai! So uh, we'll try to rotate between the gentlemen and the ladies. Mount Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pashaya Bhutale, Shimate, Bhaktivinata Swaminiti Namane, Namaste, Sarasati Devi, Gauravani Pacharane, Nevisheshunivani Pashati Tarane, Mount Vishwanaya, Krishna Pashaya Bhutale, Namane, Shiva Prabhupada Ki Jai. So I just had a few uh, things that I wanted to share today. And, um, this is just a conclusion of a Vyasa Puja offering that my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna, wrote uh, that I thought was very uh, relevant and beautiful. And he says, um, Srila Prabhupada, in speaking of his own realization, once said, What do I know of Krishna? I simply know his divine grace, my spiritual master. We understand that within this statement lies a great unspoken truth, that to perfectly know one spiritual master means that Krishna has also become known. For the disciple, the spiritual master represents Krishna in all respects, and by his transparent biomediacy connects the devotee with the Supreme Lord. Therefore, on this most auspicious of all holy days, Vyasa Puja, I bow down to the lotus feet of my spiritual master and pray that he eternally allows me to hear, praise, and remember his unlimited glories under all circumstances, all times, whatever he, where, uh, wherever he may be, 
situated, situate me in his devotional service. So this is a, um, we, we chant these prayers all the time. Without the grace of the spiritual master, one can't understand Krishna. So this is a, a powerful and important thing. Um, uh, my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, uh, would listen to a lecture every morning. In those days, they were on cassettes, <laughs> tapes. And, um, and then he would come down into the temple room and give a beautiful class based on the uh, lecture that he heard and the realizations uh, that um, awoke in his heart. He would speak. Um, and so we have, uh, I remember I lived right down the street on Gurley Avenue here. We had, my husband and I lived uh, in this temple community and with our young son, Jai Ram, um, who's now 42. <laughs> he was just a little boy. We moved here. He was two and a half years old. Uh, so I, I had that habit also. I would clean the house and, and what, cook, whatever I was doing, I would have a cassette and I would listen to lectures of my spiritual master and Srila Prabhupada. So hearing is the essence. It's a very powerful thing. Sometimes, um, I've told people that feel anxiety, you know, you're driving down the highways and, um, put on a lecture tape, <laughs> listen here. It'll, it'll free you from all anxiety and lift you beyond the mental and platform and give you uh, bliss. You'll, you'll be lifted on a, a spiritual platform. So um, there was something I wanted to share also, um, which I think is very relevant. And this also was uh, a Vyasa Puja offering by my spiritual master in 1997 to Srila Prabhupada. And there's some, you know, beautiful points. Uh, one of them, which is the concluding uh, verse in the Chaitanya Charitramita, there are two ways of association, as we all know, by Vani and Vapu. Vapu means words and, um, uh, excuse me, Vani means words and Vapu means physical presence. Physical presence is sometimes appreciable and sometimes not but Vani continues to exist eternally. Therefore, we must take advantage of the Vani, not the physical presence. So, as this Vyasa Puja unfolds, um, he continues, though we know this to be true, in Prabhupada's presence, physical presence, disciples did not neglect his physical service on the plea of serving his Vani. What servant, for example, would have ever dreamed of allowing Prabhupada to go hungry while he completed Prabhupada's order to chant 16 rounds? The speciality of Vapu Savor is precisely its transcendence. Knowing this, in 1976, I, um, precisely in transcendence, knowing this, I propose that Srila Prabhupada, I give up all my responsibilities and become his secretary and servant. Um, now that he has departed, I have the balance of my life to serve his instructions. So this is, this is, you know, this is Vani, to live in the instructions given 
by the spiritual master, by Srila Prabhupada, that he's given us. As Chakri said, one of the predominant things is to distribute Prabhupada's books and to go out on Harinam Sankirtan. So we do this, right, Chakri Prabhu? We were doing it at White Rock Lake when it wasn't so hot, and then now we're doing it on Lower Greenville, right, right near Trader Joe's. And, you know, I was thinking, you see me sometimes, I... I'll, somebody coming by, I'll grab them and dance around and chant and that was that little girl, that little boy that we chanted with and you posted that video and I was thinking what you said, what Prabhupada said, that somehow or another, you know, by that appreciation, by them dancing and, and appreciating the Harinam Sekretan, hearing the holy name and the enthusiasm of the devotees, they are they are blessed, you know. He he has stated that you know they will they will take a human birth, and the danger, of course, we all know in this world is to regress. Our consciousness determines our next birth. So if we appreciate the Harinam Sagrada, if we appreciate the holy name, oh my gosh, it's stated even derisively. If someone says, "Oh, those damn Hari Krishnas." Prabhupada said they, they, they get benefit, even like that. So, um, I just, uh, I just wanted to continue just a little bit. Um, Prabhupada knew that despite the words of the contrary, this is why, while present, he gave his association so libera- liberally. More important still, it explains his well-known statement. Iskan is my body. This affirmation qualifies the above concluding words of Shaitanya Charitamrita, ensuring his followers would not be deprived of his physical presence after his departure. Iskan is my body. So he's making that analogy that actually the physical presence of Prabhupada is very much alive and well within Iskan, within the, the Society that he established, that he left, as as Chakri mentioned, left the holy land of Vrindavan, left Sri Damodar, and and came here to this world full of so many fallen souls. Um, when he lands in New York, he says, "Oh Lord, I'm just a puppet. I'm just a puppet in your hand. Please make me dance. Make me dance as you like." You know, he he saw all these billboards coming to this country so dramatically different from the place, the holy place of Vrindavan, that he could have stayed. He could have stayed. And 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 no one would have judged him on the contrary. But instead, in the final years of his life, he held on to that instruction of his spiritual master. You 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 Go and speak, because he was learned in English. Go and speak and preach in the West. Preach. And he held on to that that instruction through all of his householder life, through businesses, and ultimately his business failed. And he could see the hand of his spiritual master and Krishna in that and embarked to the West with so so strange walking the streets in the bowery with stepping over 
you know, drunks to get up, and intoxicated people at his footstep to get up to his quarters, having uh, an enraged person on LSD, you know, threaten his life. Uh, he had to run and leave all of his uh, his uh, his uh, typewriter and uh, so many things stolen. But he was not uh, deterred. You know, we we sometimes in our lives, you know, uh, some little, some challenge hits us and people have a meltdown. They just can't cope. But if we, if we read and learn about the life of Srila Prabhupada and what he, what, what he gave his life and soul to deliver us all, um, you know, in that way we can see what our, what our seemingly grand things in our, in our, puny little lives uh, are just insignificant specks compared to the challenges and the difficulties that Prabhupada endured. An indomitable spirit, a pure devotee, come from the spiritual world to deliver us all. We can never uh, minimize the gratitude, the, the gratitude that we should offer to Srila Prabhupada. And, and, and so... Um, You know, yesterday in our home, um, you know, I was sitting in our temple room and chanting different bhajans with my husband and chanting all those beautiful prayers, Gopinath, from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And if anyone has ever sung those beautiful prayers and read each translation, you know, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, you know, he is just talking like the most humble, I, I'm totally addicted to material existence. I, I have no hope. Gopinath, please save me. Over and over again, he states how decrepit and fallen he is. And yet, Srila Prabhupada said that Bhaktivinoda Thakur could have liberated the entire universe, but he left something for us to do. So um, I, I encourage everyone uh, to to you know, also open those songbooks of these great acharyas, sing them, uh, read them in these book in the in these songbooks. They're just the prayers of Naratam Das Thakur. So many of the great acharyas in our line um, tell us. One very vital, important thing, Trinata Pisunichena, Karora Pisunichena. We must be, uh, realize how fortunate we are, but how really fallen we are. If we maintain this humble position, I know for sure Srila Prabhupada will be, shine his blessings upon us, as I know my spiritual master will as well. So, um, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Father Bhimrala, would you like to come up please? Thank you.
First, I want to say that was very beautiful. Thank you for saying all those nice things. That touched my heart. Okay, <laughs> um, I wrote this for this for today. I just wanted to read first this prayer. Um, let us first offer our respects to Srila Prabhupada, giver of the light of knowledge. As we look to the skies, we ask, where is this light of knowledge? The good Lord watching over us hears our prayers. To know the unknowable, he sends messengers across the world of time and space. Srila Prabhupada is one of these messengers. From the moment I saw him, I knew this to be true. I caught a glimpse of a world illuminated by the touch of the Lord's hands. Far beyond my imagination, he opened a door to the beautiful path of Lord Krishna. As I listened to Srila Prabhupada's teachings, my understanding was limited. I was not gifted with deep insights like so many of his followers. I was grateful for the small devotional services I could offer him and the chance to assist the many unnamed heroes supporting his mission. Okay. Um, I wanted to just say what I thought after the years I spent with Prabhupada, what I felt was the essence of the teachings that I learned. Basically, I was in Los Angeles where all the translating was being done with his books. So I did know the importance of that translation because Prabhupada himself said he would only be here for a short time. So even though I had association with him most of my life, I did not have the association with him. And so it's so important to have the books to be able to continue that association. But mostly, we were asked to help Prabhupada spread the mission. That was our main objective. Um, and so how is it that you can go into a country that has no knowledge of Krishna and any other type of religion was a shock to them. So I would like to read this. Um, it's uh, there's There was a great devotee, Hayagriva. He was an English professor before he... Um, became a full-time devotee, Agriva Swami. And he had a great understanding of philosophy, which I had also studied a lot before I became a devotee. So I particularly liked listening to different things that he had to say. So I wanted to just um, read a little bit of what I felt was the essence of Prabhupada's teachings and made it so that I could go out I was terrified to go out, so I really needed this kind of um, understanding of his message. So I'm just going to read this a little bit to you. Only part of a discussion that he had. And it's um, in regards to his um, study on the books of Kierkegaard, Søren Kierkegaard, who was a considered uh, the first existentialist philosopher in the 19th century. Um, very famous philosopher who was um, extremely religious, a great understanding of um, what it meant to have a relationship with God. And um, so Prabhupada was speaking about about him in this 
in this uh, comment here. So High Griefus says, and he, which he's talking about, Kierkegaard says, ultimately, love of God is a decisive thing. From it stems love to the neighbor. If you love God above all else, then you also love your neighbor, and in your neighbor, every man. To help another man to love God is to love the other man. To be helped by another man is to love God. God is to be loved. Prabhupada says, That is our Christian consciousness movement. We are learning how to love God, and we are teaching the same principle to the whole world without any discrimination that God is one. Not that there are different gods of different faiths. God cannot be two. God is one. There cannot be any other competitor. Nobody is greater than him. Therefore, God is great. Nobody is equal. So in any form of religion, if love of God is instructed, that is first-class religion. It doesn't matter whether it is Christian religion or Hindu religion or Muslim religion. The test is how the followers have learned to love God. And now God being the center of love and everything being God's expression, so a lover of God is lover of everyone. He does not discriminate that, quote, only man should be loved and man should be given service. No, he is interested with all living entities, never mind in which form he is existing. So he is interested in lover of God loves everyone and the love reaches everyone. The example is given in this connection. Just to water the root of the tree means to expand nourishment for all the other parts of the tree, namely the trunk, branches, leaves, twigs, everything. Or to supply food in the stomach, it means satisfying the necessities of all parts of the body. That is the fact. Thank you very much. Uh, anybody else want to speak now? Gentlemen? No? Ladies? No one else wants to speak? Gopi Gita, you don't want to say anything? So I have not prepared anything, unfortunately, my dear Srila Prabhupada, but you are giving me a chance today to speak on the Auspicious Appearance Day, your Auspicious Appearance Day, 125th Vyasa Puja. And this year has marked a very great step 
for my family personally and for your very first school here in Dallas. At the Tikiji Academy this year, we have seen 60 or 70 percent increase in student enrollment with two classes just about busting at the seams, one definitely on a waiting list. This has been only happening by your mercy and the great leadership of Mother Nitikishori, Nityananda Prabhu, Mother Jainti, and many of our uh, community families. In addition, personally, both of my boys have graduated and gone off to university after having their entire Krishna conscious career um, education in your school. And you have brought your daughter, my husband's mother, Mati, Mother Birmala, all the way here to Dallas, where you gave her an instruction to teach in this school. And this year she has joined with us and is teaching in your school. And so that is a great benediction for us and for our family and for our whole community. And I wanted to thank you for bringing her back to us and bringing her here. Your glories are to be spread all over the universe, and you have given us this big responsibility. You had said to all of the families in ISKCON, bring your children to Dallas if you cannot take care of them. I will take care of them. And in many, many letters, in many purports, in the first purport to the Srimad Bhagavatam, you talk about the importance of raising children with love and Krishna consciousness. And we are asking you today for the blessings and the strength. Let our minds and our bodies be completely absorbed in satisfying your instructions and in pleasing you. Our bodies are already pretty much 100% engaged, myself and Mother Nijiki Shores, but today I am requesting you to please give us the strength. This year we're so grateful that you have um, invited we have so many new staff members that are joining hands with us, 17 staff members in total with assistants and office managers at the school, and we're very grateful to you for bringing that. Please purify us, please bless us, and please allow us to take care of your children who are so pure-hearted, so gentle, and so amazing. We spend just a few days with these kids, and they astound us with their Vaishnava qualities. So many of them are very sweet, determined hearts. They work hard in your service, and they automatically show kindness and empathy to all around them. And I find myself privileged every time summer is over and I look back at the classroom and the pictures of the classroom and the kids, and I just find myself so privileged to be in your devotees association because we know that these kids just 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago, we're spreading Krishna consciousness under your auspices because all of those of us who are now in our 60s and 70s and 80s who will be leaving and may not make it back to Godhead will be coming into your home. So I'm asking you to please empower us, all of us in this community, to continue taking care of these children who are your children. And thank you for allowing us to serve you and purify ourselves. Thank you. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.
Namaste. Om Gyana Timirandasya, Gyana Janashalakaya, Chakshalmidam, Yena, Tismeshi Guruvayanama, Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pishthaya Bhutale, Shmatetamal Krishna Goswami Itnamne, Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pishthaya Bhutale, Shmatetamal Krishna Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharine, Nevishesha Shrinivadi Bhastyata Deshtarine, Jai Shula Prabhupada Ki Jai. So, as Gopi Gita Prabhu was speaking, it was a great segue for me to speak at this time because she was uh, extolling some of the developments that are happening in the community. And uh, I wanted to sort of preamble whatever I'm going to say with uh, a statement that for the 125th anniversary, as far as the Dallas Temple is concerned, uh, as the temple president of the Dallas Temple, and of course, I also look after five states in the U.S. as a representative of the GBC, um, I've decided to make it our mission that we take care of every devotee and that the devotees are considered to be the most important and that one, taking care of devotees and allowing devotees to serve according to their hearts, how they feel inspired in their hearts to serve, will allow movement to grow into the future in a way that is so wonderful. Now, some developments that are already taking place in that regard is the school itself. As you know, Prabhupada wanted this school to be uh, the center of education for the whole of ISKCON around the world. And uh, uh, there were some difficulties that happened in the uh, mid-70s that actually derailed the plan, but it's going back to that plan again. And it's starting with making sure that we're running our school properly, we have right now very good teachers, uh, good administrators at the school, and we have a first-class opportunity to make sure that our younger children from uh, ages as young as maybe two years or three-year-olds starting and going all the way through high school are taken care of nicely. Of course, we're all children of Krishna. We all have to go through education in a way that we all learn properly. So that is happening as far as the school is concerned. As far as uh, Prabhupada's idea of ISKCON was a number of movements. One is the education movement, but one is also the farm movement, the rural movement, the rural community development movement. I'd like to, on this day, very, very, very happily say to you all that that's moving very well as well. Uh, uh, we already had about 30 acres of land that we leased uh, from Radhanath Prabhu. And now in that area, a contract has been put for another uh, 70 plus acres, about 80 acres, and development will be happening there. And then there are three other developments happening uh, uh, in some of the cities up in the north. Uh, um, and uh, in these cities, uh, one devotee group has bought um, a 300 acre per parcel of land, and another group uh, of devotees has bought 250 acres of land. Um, and then a third uh, group, which is the largest group we have, has already bought 3,500 acres of land and are actually on their way to acquiring another 6,500. So we'll have 10,000 acres uh, in the north. Uh, and you can imagine with 10,000 acres, you can build a whole city, what to speak of. Uh, you don't have a farming community. So these developments are happening on that side, so our farms will now manifest, and we will have our own vegetables and fruits and flowers and our own milk and everything else, and most importantly, develop communities there so that devotees who are better suited to staying in the rural arena are staying in the rural arena, and that these temples in the uh, city 
become outposts of those arenas so that here we do preaching and these temples become the center of preaching to the public in the cities. And to that extent, uh, we're going to restructure the Dallas Temple itself, bring in a new set of administrators so that we'll have a new temple president, we'll have a new uh, set of administrators who will look after the Dallas Temple, and, and the community here develops in such a way that every devotee would be able to participate in a way that they feel very enlivened. And this community goes from being the sweet community that it is to a much sweeter community and the sweetest community into the future. This is the way to develop things. Prabhupada would be very, very pleased with us. Shiltamal Krishna Goswami might be very happy with us. Actually, uh, you know, the, the Maharajas who are actually today guiding us, like uh, uh, His Holiness Rita Dvajaswami Maharaj, His Holiness Giraj Maharaj, uh, his Holiness Giridhari Maharaj, His Holiness uh, uh, Bharti Das Goswami Maharaj, they'll all be very happy with us as well. And of course, there'll be other Maharajas who will also start uh, paying, doing a lot more with us. Uh, just for your information, I've been in regular contact with uh, His Holiness Radhanath Swami Maharaj, and he wants to put some more emphasis in Dallas as well. And so there'll be other Maharajas like that who will be coming in and preaching in Dallas, which is very good. Guru Prashad Maharaj has also given us an indication that he'd like to do the same thing. And then we have Bhakti Sundar Goswami Maharaj and others. So there's a, a the amount of uh, interest there is in Dallas now is is rising. And the devotees here are getting older, some of us are getting older, but there are also a lot of young devotees uh, in our temple. And of course, the youngest as well, we have these, what we call our grandchildren, uh, in Dallas, at the Dallas Temple. We have so many grandchildren now, uh, so many babies, uh, and more babies are coming every year. And uh, it, it was at one time Dallas's pretty much only way to preach, uh, make devotees by the process of making babies. That's Tamal Krishna Maharaj said that. Not my words, my words are worth nothing, but you know, repeating the words of authority does make sense. So these developments are happening. All this groundswell is happening. Why is this groundswell happening? And why is the pandemic happening? It's all happening for the same reason. The reason is that the books that went out of Srila Prabhupada, the Harinams that were done, the devotees who were made, they have started having some impact, major impact. And that major impact means this world is going to shift to Krishna consciousness. It's not going to have any choice. There is no alternative to Krishna consciousness. We've been speaking for those of us who are preaching out there. We've been speaking to some of the leaders and they're saying, they're throwing their hands up in the air and saying, there's nothing we can do. We're all on autopilot right now. We have no idea what's happening. We're all fighting one another. Someone is saying this is right. Someone is saying that is right. And there is total confusion happening out there. And then there are some people who are thrusting their way through it. We are the leaders and you're going to do exactly what we're going to tell you to do. This, that, and the other. Nothing's working. Absolutely nothing is working. It's all falling apart. The only thing that is going to work is the message in Srila Prabhupada's books, the message in his lectures, the Harinams that go out. And by the way, I'm so proud that we now have some decent Harinam going out there in the in the public, thanks to Chakri Prabhu and his team of devotees who are actually doing that. I really appreciate that. This is going to be so important. We should have multiple Harinam parties going on, but at least let's get one of them started properly and established in such a powerful way that people write about it in the newspaper and say, here are some people doing something like this and they are so happy and they are so so uh, uh, helping the development of the community, etc., that others will start 
becoming interested. Of course, we can't have too many people coming to the temple right now because we don't have the temple organized in such a way as to receive so many nice devotees if they did decide to turn up at the temple. But we can receive them at the Harinamas. We can receive them at the uh, at the Bhakti Rikshas. We can receive them through whatever little preaching that we're doing through the school, through the restaurant, through whatever other method that we are reaching out. Some of us who are preaching in different... my All my preaching is happening to people who are not into Krishna consciousness. And a lot of these people are very, very powerful leaders. And once they take to this process, it will help us a lot. And I'm working behind the scenes to make sure that that happens. And we have all the support that we need. Srila Prabhupada made a very important statement at one time that the Indians are our best partners. The devotees are the ones who are going to spread Krishna consciousness as it is meant to be spread. The Indians are going to be a little more cultured uh, with Indian culture, Hinduism, this, that, and the other. So Prabhupada did not want Krishna consciousness to be changed in any way. He wanted to be kept the way it was. You can have new styles, but you have to keep the original style moving as well. And so, but these Indians have now started becoming our very good partners. They will support us. And they themselves, their children are very interested in Krishna consciousness. So they're going to take to Krishna consciousness also. And we're not going to preach to people based on what race they come from, what creed they come from, what faith they come from, what lack of faith they come from. We're going to preach to everybody. Because everybody is actually Goranga Mahaprabhu's devotee. And we just need to reach out in that way. So today is the 125th anniversary. It is a landmark time. We are caught in the pandemic, so we can't do big programs and have so many people. We'd like to have the temple filled when we have devotees. So the GBC also decided that Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja 2021 will continue until Vyasa Puja of 2022. So all year long, we're going to be doing these types of programs for Srila Prabhupada, to speak about Srila Prabhupada, to record all of you who spoke, you were recorded. Anybody who speaks on this mic is going to be recorded, and we're going to archive it. So 50 years later, 100 years later, 500 years later, 1,000 years later, people are going to hear this and become very inspired to be Krishna conscious. Because they will see, can you imagine if we heard directly from somebody who was there at the time of Jesus Christ, speaking about what Jesus' message was at the time. It changed The message is not the same. This is why the Christian movement is suffering today. And Krishna consciousness will also suffer if we change the message. We cannot change the message. Today the message is a little intact. It's still intact. So whilst it's intact, any of us, whether we are initiated or not, and whether we are Prabhupada disciples at the top, or we are just walked in yesterday uh, to a Hare Krishna program, if we say things and we say what inspired us, what made us Krishna conscious, who are the nice devotees we spoke to, met, this, that, and the other, as uh, uh, well, we had... What is your name again, Prabhu? Uh, sorry? D'Angelo. D'Angelo Prabhu was speaking this morning that he was inspired by a Bhagavad Gita that he found inside his own house, read it, and became attached to the Bhagavad Gita, then went to the uh, uh, the Phoenix Temple met Chakri Prabhu and Mother Vishnu Priya Prabhu and became very inspired because the two of them encouraged him to become Krishna conscious and now has a nice trucking company and traveled to Dallas and be with uh, Chakri Prabhu and Mother Vishnu Priya Prabhu and all of us got the benefit of him coming here. This is typical Krishna consciousness. This is how Krishna consciousness happens. 
It is when somebody comes in touch with the books, somebody comes in touch with the Harinams, somebody comes in touch with the Prashadam, and then they, that somebody comes in touch with the devotees. Then those devotees will inspire such a person to actually come to the Sangha of the larger Sangha of devotees. And then they're going to have so many friends that before the complaint was, nobody was my friend, now the complaint is, I have too many friends. And it's very hard for me to actually be with everybody at the same time. But So we pick and choose, and that's okay, that's fine. But we have many friends. Actually, we have more than 200 million friends around the world now. Because the Krishna conscious family is one family. It is one family. This is the beauty of Krishna consciousness. You can go to any country now in the world, pretty much, at least 180 of them, where we have Krishna conscious devotees, and you can meet somebody who is just like yourself and wants to become more Krishna conscious, and will inspire and help each other. And that all starts from one small center, like the Dallas Center, developing loving relationships between the devotees at the Dallas Center itself. That's where it starts. This is where the seed is. Prabhupada said, uh, uh, think globally, but act locally. So really, this is going to be the theme that I'll be pushing this year, and all of us, we can push the same theme. Let's take care of one another. Let's develop really loving relationships with one another and strengthen our Krishna consciousness, have strong sadhana, go out and preach, and be bold in the preaching, because right now the message is resonating. People are listening. They want to become Krishna conscious. And there is no better time than this ever in the past, and I can't see how there'll be a better time in the future, except that there'll be more devotees. So obviously it does get better. But the opportunity is so big right now that even if you just blabber something outside there, people will think you're great. That's how easy it is right now. You don't have to say much. All you have to say is Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Just like that little Saraswati said in front of Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, that's the best devotee. That's my best preacher. She's repeating the message. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, and that's not very hard to say. And then, of course, you can say more according to your own realizations, because your own personal realizations are very important. Krishna gave them to you. They are precious. They're worth more than all the gold on this planet and all the silver on this planet put together, and all the money and all the bitcoins and the dog coins and the cat coins and whatever other coins out there uh, are going to come into existence exist out there. No value in this world compares to your personal realization about Krishna consciousness. Please give those realizations to others. Encourage them to become fully Krishna conscious. Thank you all so very much. Hare Krishna. Now, we're going to be going towards the... Thank you. Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. This is really glorification of Prabhupada. All the thanks go to Srila Prabhupada and our spiritual masters. Uh, so we are ready with the Abhishek outside, and uh, because you know there are a number of us here, and then we're going to do kirtan. Let's do a rip roaring kirtan outside uh, with the Abhishek, and then at noon we'll do Prabhupada's uh, Guru Puja. In the meantime, a few of us will come back here to this temple at around quarter to twelve uh, to offer Prabhupada the bhoga offerings, so that he can actually get the best offerings we've made today, and then come outside again and join us for the kirtan, and then at Around 12.30, I think, or around noon, they'll start serving out the prashadam to everybody. So please don't leave without prashadam. And there's lots of prashadam being made uh, so that everybody can be fed sumptuously. Okay? Thank you very much. Jai. Srila Prabhupada ki. Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji ki. Sri Gaurabhakta Brinda ki. Nitai Gaurpamanande Hari Hari Bho.
Okay, so we'll go out into the park now. We'll go, the stage is ready and everything's ready. There'll be two lines that you'll form so that we can all do uh, uh, Abhishek of Srila Prabhupada. 125th, everybody should be able to be bathing at this time. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.